Hi, I'm meteorologist Don Paul here on Don Paul's Bits O Blather on weather, climate, and science. And as always, I ask you if you're enjoying this podcast, uh, there are 13 episodes, this is 14, uh, please spread the word. Word of mouth, word of keyboard, very helpful in achieving more growth. And we've seen some decent growth, very happy to see that, but when you're not a national celebrity, you know, I'm not Paris Hilton. Nobody's heard of me in Reno or Spokane, and there's always a chance that people out there may find uh, these topics just as interesting as people in Western New York, where I am best known. I've been in Buffalo TV for 34 years. I want to talk about the polar vortex. That's a phrase uh, most of you have heard many times, especially over recent years, and some in the press TV critics think it's a new term that TV weather people came up with as a hook to get you to watch. But the polar vortex, it's really always been there. And in the scientific literature, it first showed up in 1853 in a paper. So it's not new, just may seem that way. Now, the polar vortex is mainly a permanent area of low pressure, which girdles the globe in polar regions with a belt of counterclockwise winds aloft. Now, if you're listening in Tierra del Fuego, uh, it's clockwise in the Southern Hemisphere. Somehow, I don't think I've got a whole lot of lift listenership down there, at least not yet. The colder polar air lies to the north of this belt of westerly winds that circumnavigate the globe at high latitudes. The phrase strong polar vortex, yeah, it sounds as though it's more likely to bring colder weather to places like Buffalo, but the truth is quite the opposite. A strong polar vortex tends to be more compact and hangs out closer to the North Pole. Those winds act as a barrier to the transport of true polar air southward and keep the frigid air covering a smaller part of the Northern Hemisphere. A weaker polar vortex, on the other hand, tends to sag and buckle in multiple places, sagging southward in some global regions like the Great Lakes, the Midwest, the Northeast, and where ridges of high pressure, quite the opposite of a vortex, which is an area of low pressure, stack up over, say, Greenland. And over Western North America, you get a very wavy pattern. And where the jet stream sags, it really sags. And a piece of that polar vortex sags with it. The most classic recent example of this that comes to my mind, at least, February 2015, Buffalo, which has records going back to 1871, had its coldest month on record. In the midst of an era of global warming, our average temperature that month was 10.9 degrees. That's all the highs and lows mixed together. And some of you not familiar with actual Buffalo weather will say, eh, that sounds about right. Uh, no, it is not. Uh, this is not Yellowknife. This is not Resolute Bay. And our average temperatures in February, most winters are in the 20s and 30s, not the 10.9s. So that was an extraordinary episode, as I said, in the midst of global warming. The very next year, we had an extremely mild winter. And uh, the polar vortex right now is more likely to stay closer to the North Pole not on a constant basis, but a frequent basis over the next few weeks. When that happens, uh, you tend to get more of a west to east flow across the mid-latitudes, especially bringing Pacific air across most of the lower 48 states. In this case, 
over the next couple of weeks, not quite a perfect case of the zonal west to east flow. We do have uh, something of a southward dip to the jet in the Great Lakes. And so temperatures in the Great Lakes in the northeast and much of the east is, are going to be running somewhat below average, not extreme, but heck, it's 45 at 11 o'clock here in Buffalo and it's breezy out too, annoyingly chilly, but not extreme. No, not late October ideal weather, uh, but in general, there are no signs right now of the polar vortex really changing phase and starting to drop south in some parts of the globe. It happens that some heavy snow and strong winds are going to be occurring in places like Colorado, where they've got those two awful wildfires that are now merging. Now, ironically, again, using that word, in the midst of global warming, uh, you can, uh, especially due to the strong warming that has occurred in the Arctic, which was predicted by climate models way back in the 1980s, you have less temperature contrast between the Arctic latitudes and the mid-latitudes. The less temperature contrast from north to south, the weaker the polar jet stream is. It slows down and it starts to sag and buckle and you get a wavier pattern. And it's actually tied to, yes, a warming climate. But you can get these short periods that last a couple of weeks with a very wavy pattern due to the weakened polar jet stream due to, at least partially due, to warming and warming in the Arctic. So there's that uh, other irony. Now, the polar vortex is sometime in later November probably going to change its place, its location, and change the basic weather pattern across North America. But that's basically what it's about. And uh, at least we are pretty confident in the next few weeks, couple of weeks, especially in Eastern North America, while it will be chilly from time to time, we're not heading into any bitter polar blasts. And when we do, you know my lips will be flapping. Uh, most meteorologists like me, we actually are neutral in our forecast process because that's what science is about. But most of us really like wintry blasts. You know, it's more exciting. The thing is, when you come right out of college, you kind of root for that kind of weather and subconsciously can over forecast it. When you get old and crotchety like me, you start to know better. You may love snow, but you don't put it in a forecast because you love it. You put it in a forecast because there is evidence it's going to happen. So that's a brief lesson on the polar vortex. Hope you found it useful. I hope you'll continue to listen to this podcast, and I shall be talking with you in the very near future, if not sooner.